Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The Nightside Project. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? We passed that. When? Just now. We're it now, now. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. It is a little weird to be back here doing this. Yeah, the weird part's me taking your temperature before each show. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. Welcome to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millett. I got Alex Keery here. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Another episode on this big day. Big hey, glorious uh, day. I was like listening to the open thinking, oh shoot, we gotta refresh this thing. We gotta freshen it up. You think Just so? Just to see what stuff still applies. Still still lurks in we the got archive. Into the, no, no, I'm just saying like for that one, mm-hmm. does it still apply? Yeah. Uh, it's not a limited spring, uh, summer edition anymore. It's, a, it's now oh, a... Oh, that's right. We, we need we to go back fall. just, yeah, just to the regular so you ones. you got to go yeah. to the regular ones. But yeah. taking your temperature before every show, that's a very... That's a COVID reference, Ethan, and kids like that. Well... You know, when they're listening to their podcast, they want to get, oh, these right. guys are living in COVID just like me. They're really hip to what's going yeah, on. They know, you know. what's up. Uh, and also, you know, the great thing is, is that uh, the coronavirus is still the topic that no one is tired of. So <laughs> oh. no one is tired no, of it. No, everyone, everyone wants to keep... Everyone wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to talk about it and keep talking about yeah. it. And just think about it. And Hey, you, you know. know what, though? I want to... Uh, I want to congratulate everybody. Uh, we did it. We finally got across that. Uh, we set another record today. Just more records, more COVID records. Everybody's excited. Yep. And you know what they're saying down in, uh, th- I would assume the conversation in the in the governor's office goes a little something like this. <laughs> What's the number today? <laughs> oh. What's the number today? Mm. Mm, 1,200. That's how much the, uh, that's how much the caviar is announced. Oh, mm. ba ba ba. <laughs> Uh, I, I, the thing is, is I know that these these I know these cats are not pull, pull the beam around. Let's go <laughs> play some tennis. Uh, I listen. We talked last night about you know how Provo's trying to figure out a way. They're trying to convince everybody else to like, hey man, you want to host our game? It's not. They sound like a weird crack at it. Hey man, you want to host our high school uh, homecoming game? I'll give you some money. And it's like, uh, you know, we're good. And and they're, I don't know. If you're not familiar with the situation, a Provo wants to have a homecoming festivities at their game, not just the game. Mm-hmm. They want to have homecoming festivities, even though the game is the festivities. But uh, they want to have homecoming festivities. So they asked Spanish Fork, uh, Nebo School District to the south of them, who are outside of the orange, you know, zone, if they could do the game. And Spanish Fork was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then later they got beat up by everybody like, what are you doing? Ethan, well, remember in the summertime when the Colin Ray concert was happening? Uh-huh. This is what they did. Provo High School is going to play this game in Millard County or something. You know what I mean? Well, go down to I Iron think, County and figure it out. I think what's happening now in Utah County, it's gone from medical problem to this is a culture problem. They're, they're struggling with some basic ethics down there that they need to wrap their brains around, not just to get through coronavirus, 
But to to manage things oh, on you're a gonna permanent go full, basis, you're going to go full on. Like it's not just Corona that these people have a problem with, Ethan. It's all of Utah County just having a. They need to learn how to be humans. I just think how uh, dare you? you know coronavirus is an opportunity to examine things and say, boy, are we really on the right well, path? No, for sure. And go look because I think they're not. Oh look, oh, look. Should we have this homecoming game with fans? Should we consider upping the speed limit through Spanish Fork Main Street from thirty maybe to a more reasonable forty miles an hour? These are We're all not 140 that, miles an hour. All Let's all take be, our masks off and drive 140 be, miles an hour through Spanish Fork. They Ford. need to all be reexamined because the, yeah. uh, you know. Well, it's, it's there's this weird, yeah, I don't know. And we don't have to get into it. I don't this, want to. I mean, I, it's my fault. Kind of, I brought it up. I apologize. There's this kind of weird ends justifies the means right. element right now. And got, this is kind of across society. No, I know. I just got and, a little depressed thinking about it. I apologize. And it's, and it's uh, the problem is, though, is that. The means are the only thing we have, right? I mean, the, the only thing we have is how we treat each other, right. the rules that we follow and establish, and, and our personal ethics and making those decisions every day. That's all we have. Yeah. I mean, there's no magical ending that if we jettison ethics today, we can somehow race forward to this magical moment. And it's a it, it it's not how life works. And they'll figure it out. Right. I okay. Good but, for them. You know what? Though they will figure it out. I think that they'll. I think that they'll come. They'll, they'll come out on the right end of this one. History will say we were foolish for even questioning what they were doing down in Pro. All right, uh, Millard. We got so many things we want to discuss, and and I know that one of the one of the big ones for you was is you you are the first. You finally you won that arms race. You were the America uh, getting to the moon among this. If I was Russia and you're the United States mm-hmm. and this was the I moon got race. There. You got on an airplane I did. in 2020 and you flew. I know other people have been doing this. But I did. This is fascinating to me. Will you please explain to me? Well, first of all, where would you go? So I, d- I went to St. Greece. George for work. So I oh, flew okay. out there yesterday morning, bright and early, first flight out. And then I flew back earlier this afternoon. So I was just gone okay. for one night. What was the What was the setup in the plane? And did you get like a – was there a – was there a drink cart? Was there? I want to hear all no, the details, so, bro. All right. So, well, this um, is only a forty-eight minute flight. Yeah, in the this air, is, you know, and so it's a small like, plane. It's one of those planes with two seats on each side. Right? Okay, it's a small plane. And what they did is they they limited the number of people in the flight, and they just had everyone in window seats to kind of maximize. But even and not all so the, the window guy, seats were taken. Well, okay. So was there somebody right behind you then? Um, like coughing just straight no, down the fuselage yeah, no. right into your mouth. No, on the flight back, what they had there's is they that had curved them. window. They could you can cough and you can actually you can get it. You probably get five rows ahead of you if you cough right on the, the on that on that curve on the plane there. On the flight back, it was a slightly larger plane. Oh, okay. And so slightly more room, even though it was just still two on each side. And what there was is there was a woman in front of me at the at the window seat, and then they had me on the aisle seat behind her, and then there was no one in the in the aisle next to me where did you get on this one in salt lake uh the first so the very the much smaller plane where we only on the windows that was in salt lake okay and then out of st george though they but they had us all staggered so that i mean you know there's a limit to the social okay so i'm I'm still how was the new airport though too oh the new airport beautiful awesome yeah the new airport was awesome but here's the thing though is that I flew out of the SkyWest terminal, uh, right? And the Sky and yeah. that side of the airport is unchanged. So uh, large sections of the old <laughs> airport like, are still when being I drove used. By, when I drove by uh, to get to the regional uh, jet thing where you had to, like, stand up on the tarmac to get on uh-huh. the plane, so that was nothing. There was no different there. Well, and, and it's – so, you know, they've – there's always been that SkyWest terminal where you take the elevator down. Right. It's at the ground yeah, yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was there. That hasn't budged. They're still using that. Because, you know, they're doing the airport in phases. The thing is, though, and this was interesting to me because they built the new 
entrance to the airport with security and everything over on the west edge of the old airport, which means I basically walked the entire length of the old airport. <laughs> To get to the terminal to, to terminal right. to get to this thing. And sure. it was it was I was like, holy cow, this is really far out here. And of course, everything's going to kind of be tightened in and made more compact. But, but that was the interesting thing is they're still using big chunks of that old airport. The, the part that they replaced, though, and the part that you'll notice is different is there's a big new arrivals and departure terminal. Ah, yes. Um, but they're just using the one. And then, of course, new security, new check in. Did all anybody that kind of try to not wear their mask? No, everyone, everyone uh, wore everyone masks. Everything the like that. That's good. But but there was, it, but here's the interesting thing though on on the flight back and and it's been a little while since I flew anywhere. So yeah. I was trying to figure yeah. out what this person was talking about. But on the way back, uh, someone uh, someone disabled me in the plane. Someone disabled uh, broke. What are the all the words? Detector, no. <laughs> okay. So this person uh, wanted to sit in the window seat, right? But the aisle that she was on didn't have a window. Oh. And you know how sometimes they line wow. up weird and there's like no window yeah, right sure. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she started yelling, I paid for a window seat. Oh, no. I paid for a window seat. I love this. And I'm, and I'm like, who pays? Because it was in coach. Like, you know how there right. are like four sections did she, did now? Somebody say, you didn't pay there's, for anything, lady. There's Comfort you said you Plus. Did, but you didn't. Yeah, it's all the way back in coach. I'm like, how do you pay for a window seat <laughs> in coach? You can't you got, even. You, can, you could choose your seat. No, you can't even do that anymore. But then that's when I thought, you know what? Maybe she paid to be able to choose her seat because that's an extra fee. Right, that's what I'm right? saying. Is, is it maybe she chose her seat, but it wasn't necessarily a window. She chose exactly where she was going to be sitting on the airplane, but it didn't. She but there was no uh, window. Right. She didn't read the fine print. She just well, she I think she assumed that because she right. was sitting against the outside well, of the plane, her, there'd be a window. Well, you know, and to her uh to her credit, it, it what there was a window there. It's just been plywooded up ever since that guy got sucked out of the uh, fuselage <laughs> right. on the previous right. flight. And so when they brought her out, so they still did drink and snack. They but did? What, what, yes, but this is what well, happened. Well, well, they brought on. her out in these plastic bins, yeah. Ziploc baggies. And in the Ziploc bag was Your snack. a small water bottle, a, okay. st- a sous vide steak, yeah, a small <laughs> water bottle. And some Biscoff cookies and Cheez-Its. Well, I'm glad they didn't short you on the Biscoff. If it's in the Delta yeah, family, then sure. it's got to be the Biscoff. It's got to be there. You Let me ask you it. this, then. Let me ask you this. Because mm-hmm. we bent over backwards to get everybody with their masks on, but at some point everybody puts their masks down to start eating and drinking that little water. Yeah. Why are we so desperate to eat something in that 43 minutes? Can't we just figure out which flights are short and just not do that? I Yeah, I know. Uh, and it, and it did they, seem kind of weird. Because but- we start going after... But here's the thing where where customers the customers always right they're like look we will because we'll get killed we will get killed on no drink service no snacks uh, yeah. more than we would on they made us keep our masks on the whole time and told us it's a short flight deal with it we're going to make sure that everybody gets there safely and more in the most healthy possible well the because flight we attendants negated, don't want rioting customers right and we did exactly but we didn't but but here's the thing is that the, all the all the measures they took. Now didn't matter. As soon as everyone started pulling their masks down and going, mm, I'm right. You weren't you weren't just inhaling COVID uh, particulates. You had like Biscoff, yeah. that you were inhaling from somebody else next to you. But I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just one man. I don't know what I'm talking about. They have the everybody. Remember how? Remember how we would just we would trip over ourselves during all this thing. We were like, well, you know, the airplanes have this. They have these uh, medical grade filters on there. Uh-huh. I'm like, you guys yeah. are so full of crap. Like that is even if they did. It's, it doesn't it doesn't suck up everything right in front of somebody. Yeah. Instead of trying to make us feel good about it, you made us all eat the Biscoff cookies and put us all in danger. All right. Yeah. No, you're right. That was the that was the real danger point. But it was it was neat though. It was neat seeing the new airport. 
Really, really cool. They've got a bit, and you know what they have too. It was neat. Getting COVID was neat. It was really super fun. fun. Uh, But you know what they've got now is they've got an arrivals lounge that's outside of security. And so, so what does that do for me? What does that do for me? Well, it means that uh, oh, missionaries can hang out. Yeah. Okay. So when you go to see someone. Um, you don't have everyone piling up right. in traffic. Good. There's this whole separate area off to the side right at the exit where you come out of the secure area of the I, terminal. I think it was actually really cool, too, because I saw that they have a place where you could – they have uh, a station where you can make a poster for people. <laughs> some who, uh, markers and things like, like that <laughs> and some glue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, now, if you, you yeah. can pay an extra – you can pay an extra fee if you wanted to uh, – you know, you wanted to be the guy who proposes when somebody shows up and you go, hey – and like K Jewelers is the uh, is they're the pre- people who are sponsoring this thing. You could buy mm-hmm. a ring right there, and then when somebody gets off the plane, you just you, you can propose just propose. To them right yeah, you just propose. Knock they do rehearse. They've got a rehearsal area right. for um for the uh, for the crowd yeah, dances. Sure. I love it. Um, oh, it's great. The flash mob flash rehearsal mob, area. Yes. Uh, so check this but out. That's Here's- very Salt Lake specific. Although every I think you know we miss that from nine eleven right where we go. Oh, remember we used to go right up they to the gate? They cut that all off. Yeah, yeah remember we used to go off. right up to the gate? Oh, yeah. Oh, we'd yeah. hang out. I used to watch my dad fly to his like business trips, and I, would just, I was just fascinated. The planes going in and out of DFW, and those are yeah. massive American airline, you know, huge 747s, you know, coming in and out. And I was like, man, this place is awesome. And when that got cut off after 9-11, it was a bad deal. So, you know, I'll tell you one of the things that I did. So, and because and, I had to wait for a ride out of the airport afterwards, you know, my ride didn't completely line up with the, the arrival. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to see how long it takes for me to walk end to end. So I got all the way down to the end of the Sky West Terminal. Okay. And I. You put on your New Balance. You got your. Uh, and you I got your wind jacket on. That's you right. walking fast like a mall. That's walker. right. I put on a headband and I hit start <laughs> on the stopwatch on my phone. And, and I just, and I just walked just regular pace. You know, I didn't try and race or anything like that. I just walked regular pace. And, um, it was, and I actually didn't make it all the way. My ride arrived, and I had to turn around. But I made it as far as the actual ticketing and security area, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. it had been fifteen minutes. Wow! And of a long str- of just continuous walking. What's it crazy is, is that, despite the fact that we are a growing, uh, you know, city and metropolis and everything. Boy, you think about how badly – think about the Houston airport, which you're going to be flying into. No, you're not going to Houston. Uh, Austin. But, right. So the Houston airport is – Atlanta's like this where you get off of something and it's all – anyway, you need to take three trains to get over there. And it's 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 so bad. They're so huge. They're so sprawling. Yeah. I just don't – I'm glad that Salt Lake has not gotten to that point yet. But, I mean, obviously, we still want to make sure we help people out who are uh, struggling to walk around. All right, so you yeah. went on an airplane and everything was good. So yeah, everything. So I, I'm I feel like to, I, I'm going to have to ask you to quarantine. I feel like I got away with it. I will say this though: St. George does not do the masks as oh. faithfully as they do up in Salt Lake. Yeah, no, I've I've been to St. George during all this. I go exclusively so I can walk around with no mask, mask. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I would say it was about half. About half. Good for them. There's not one single person that I saw in the Maverick who had one down there in St. George. Mm. It's almost like they're like you need to take your mask off before you come in. Before you go into the Maverick. It makes everybody feel a little or bit else more some, comfortable. Or else some snowflake in the cowboy hey, hat is, is going to get triggered. This is adventure's first step. You can't start an adventure with a mask on. How Come on, man. How dare you wear a mask? <laughs> yeah, the snowflakes get triggered. 
and they'll throw their cowboy hat down on the ground. Wait, so which one's a snowflake? Because I thought the millennials are wearing masks now. They're, they used to be the snowflakes. A snowflake is anyone that melts down when oh, they okay. see something they don't the like. The meltdown. Okay. So, so the snowflake is the meltdown. Right. There's this fantasy that snowflakes like about, are one part or the other, but they're not. Oh, snowflakes like are it. snowflakes are just people who cannot abide right. the fact that others live a different kind well, of life. Well, what I like about your what I like about your term snowflake, not that you invented it, but I like the idea of using that more. Because it's gender neutral. And so I don't have to go with a Ken or a Karen and have to go down that road and guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never liked the Ken or Karen because those are real people's <laughs> those names. Are I never liked the Karen thing. And I've never met a, like, a bad Karen in my life. And I don't, I've never actually known a Ken. So. I know. <laughs> I, I agree. And when people are like, oh, thanks, Karen. I'm like, come on, guys. They're like real nice people named Karen. And this everybody's is not got, fair to everybody's them. Everybody's got like an Aunt Karen or like a, uh-huh. you know, like a sister Karen. And they're mm-hmm. like... Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. Your name's been hijacked by, uh, by the news cycle well, you know of 2020. Well, you know what it is. You remember? You remember in the early days of ISIS, when these people were like, "Come on, man! This person's name is ISIS." ISIS like, okay, Karen. I know they invented it, right? It's it's like it's like there were people named ISIS at the time. Oh, that's right. Because you know, of, it, it, it wasn't the Greek super goddess, common. Yeah. Wasn't super common. And it but, had nothing to do with nothing to do with ISIS. The yeah, that's it right. Was because I, it is Hugh Bonneville. His dog on uh, Downton Abbey was ISIS. Yeah. See, he'll never be the same. Uh, we actually. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> I jumped on something. No, well, listen. I don't know I if you remember this. We, I do think it was weird because when that dog did blow everybody up in the castle, Downton Abbey. Uh, spoiler alert, everyone dies. <laughs> there was something about him. Uh, oh, the, uh, but it's, uh, but if you remember, we actually had a listener who texted in back then when we were on the air and they were, they were feeling bad because their daughter's name was Isis. They had a young daughter who was, oh, that's right. less, uh, who was under 10 years sure. old and her name was Isis. And I, uh, I we felt knew bad somebody who was like, like, like man, that. what do you do? We knew somebody who was like that. They named like a kid Thor and a kid Isis and you're like, oh boy. Uh-huh. Uh, one, so, one Thor, Thor's on the rise in terms of uh, popularity. So ISIS, I, no good. I think so. I think you know. Instead of saying "Look at this, Karen," you say "Look at this snowflake melting down." <laughs> right, just melting down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at this snowflake. I thought it was throwing nice that, his cowboy hat on the ground. I do think it's nice that that, that when that lady texted in, she said, "I'm just going to call her Islamic State from now on, just to be proper about it." <laughs> the yeah. daughter, get uh, it right, Miller. You got to get it right. I know that you've got a Zen headline, right? I do. I have a good Zen headline. Okay, so let's do this. We'll take uh, we'll take the break here, and when we come back, Ethan will share his uh, his Zen headline with us, so you can feel good about yourself. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's yeah we'll just take the break. We'll come right back. More to go. It's the Nightside Project. You can download the podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Tell a friend, teach a neighbor. The Nightside Project is tons of fun, and sometimes it's uh, inappropriate, but don't tell our bosses about it. I'm Dave Colley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right. I got a Zen headline for you. Zen headlines are designed to help us finish the episode on an upside, on a little bit of an up note. 
you can share a Zen headline with us on Twitter. Use the hashtag Zen Headlines. We'll grab it and use it. This one is courtesy of me, though. I found this one. Oh. And, and Alex, I, I was grabbed by the headline. I want to read the headline to you. This appeared on CNN. Colorado couple's 20-year search for extinct fruit finally pays off. What do you mean it pays off? Well, here's what happened. So there's this couple, um, Addie and Jude Schoenmeyer. Were they looking and, for a specific? Uh, yeah. So, they, so it wasn't just like, we're just, we just want to find an extinct fruit. That'd be kind of cool. They run an apple orchard. And okay. Colorado, Colorado used to have hundreds of different varieties of apples. Some of them, you know, uh, specific to just little local areas. Some of them not widespread at all, but a wide, wide variety of apples. And they were developed during uh, the mining time because, you know, they needed to grow food there in the frontier. And so sure. these apple orchards were developed. And But nowadays, um, you know, we just have a few different apple varieties, right, that you get at the supermarket. But there are so many more, so many more than that. And so they were going through these records, and they and they heard of one called the Colorado Orange Apple. And they thought, you know what? I wonder if we can find this. And so they, they started just doing triangulation. And no kidding, they've been working on this for 20 years, trying to find the Colorado orange apple. And then finally this year they were contacted by a farmer who had a little apple tree growing on the edge of his property that he hadn't paid any attention to. And he thought, you know what? And it was an old apple tree on the verge of dying. They went out and checked it out. And sure enough... They gave it mouth were, to mouth. These, then, yeah, uh, these were the Colorado orange apples. And so what they did is they made some cuttings and they recruited some local orchards to start growing these trees back up again. So we may be able to have the Colorado orange apple rescued from the dead. Mm. Hadn't it, ha, it? It was assumed to be extinct. Yeah, well, let me, because let me, no one had produced one in a hundred years. Right. And you know, I, I don't want to poo-poo this story. Wait, is it an apple that looks like an orange, or what are we talking about? The orange apple. Yeah, it's kind of got an orange look to it. I mean, it looks yeah, like yeah. an apple, right? But Here's yes, the there is kind of an orange. There are a lot of cube. apple varieties out there. Oh, yeah. There are some I can't stand. The Red Delicious is not that delicious. It's too bitter. It's got like that peel that's way bitter. You know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're so, talking about. So, Fuji's pretty good. That's a classic. The uh, The Honey Crisp is $78 a pound, so I'm not going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And so... The thing is, is I think we weeded out the apples that were any good. If the Colorado, can we, let me, for your consideration, just say this. If the Colorado orange apple was good, do you think it would not have gone extinct? Good Uh, in the sense that, like, it was really, it was any good. No, because this is one of those things where there were just a ton of apples that were grown only in local small areas. And as the, you know, as the orchards, you know, as the as the farmers retired and sold the orchards to developers, they just got plowed under. And um, and it's uh, but yeah, but what I, I'm I think saying it was just is, a victim. But but see, when they're plowing them under, they, the person doesn't go, oh, shoot, we need to get those apples. There was a farmer who'd go, those are garbage. Let them take them. Well, I'm telling yeah. you. We're going to be extremely disappointed by this apple. You think so? We have super cheap apples. This is going to be a boutique apple that will be way too expensive and not taste any good. And it comes from where, Ethan? The state of Colorado, where I will not accept any of their products. But you know what? Great Zen headline. You know how they? You know how they identified it? <laughs> uh, no. What they do? Uh, so was, in, it, was uh, it growing apples? What is it actually growing apples? Like yeah, yeah. Now they're okay. now they're growing. Yeah. All right. So um, 
they actually there's a university in Colorado that has a collection of wax apples that were handmade and they were they were built it's a collection of wax apples that were used to identify apples they could bring apples in and kind of compare them and there are just dozens and dozens of these that you can compare to and also the US Department of Agriculture has a collection of 4000 vintage watercolor paintings of apples and that's how they were able that's to hilarious. identify these well, good for them. Uh, we'll see how this thing. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. And if they show up at Costco and they're seriously super they're expensive, good. don't uh, don't follow. Okay. Don't tell. I told you so. Uh, I'm just telling you, they would not let a really, really good apple go by the wayside. Yeah, but that's only part true. Because let me tell you something about Honeycrisp. So, are Honeycrisp good? Sure. But you know what? I told I've, you, I've stopped buying Honeycrisp apples. Oh, I never bought them. I, and I, I'll, t- I'll tell you I only, why. I only accept them as gifts from foreign dignitaries who are coming to town. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> it's because I've, I've been burned on quality so bad. Really? Because Honeycrisp usually... ap- honey apples are so, par- are so popular, They stores will sell the worst apples. They're like, oh, man, this apple is six months old. Oh, the bruise on this sure. side. Just put the bruise side down. Yeah, no, and, go, I mean, no, it go. Oh, is... it's, not, it's not Honeycrisp. It's the Honey Mealy. It's you bite into mush. it, you, you bite it, you bite into it, and it's like eating a, a thing of pasta. It's and good. I've been burned so many times with Honeycrisp apples because they'll leave them out for so long. So like, oh man, people buy expensive. anything that says Honeycrisp yeah. on it. Hey, so. I'm a, my old standby is the old Fuji man, big time. I'm into the oh, Fuji apple. Great. Uh, Ethan, great. great story, great story. Thanks. And uh, we'll be back again with another episode of the Nightside Project uh, soon. Okay, so I want to congratulate us for getting through. Did we do two this week, Millard? Yeah, man, we did. Look I can do that. another one tomorrow, too. I don't, I don't care. I'll do that. it. I don't want to commit to that. If you dare me, I'll do it. <laughs> Ethan's going to take another flight just so we have something to talk about. We'll uh, we'll catch you on the flip side, everybody. If you have a story suggestion for us, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Nightside at KSL.com is also the email address. Nightside at KSL.com. We still get those emails, so keep those coming. If you have an idea, we'll throw it in there. Download the podcast where any uh, Colorado Orange Apple podcast is made, and we will uh, we will absolutely get to it. So That's for right. Ethan, I'm Alex, and uh, we'll talk to you next time, everybody. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.